Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Woo! How you doing tonight, Papa Didi? I'm good. That rhyme was kind of a... Okay. All right. I'm going back to the 70s. Friday Ooh, night, the mood is right. Okay. Hello, <laughs> Oh, you hating already? No. Right out the gate. Okay. It's good. Hate out the gate. Okay. No problem. How you doing tonight, Kel? I can't complain. How you guys doing? The moon is right, you know. Okay. Now he's going to clown me. All right. That's all right. (laughs) The moon is right. Okay. All right. Well, nah, I'm, I'm good. Everything is good. A little, little tired, but uh, I'm okay. Mm. Okay. Well, what a week. Yep, I tell you what, what that hot sun, that hot sun is a, it's a bear. Ooh. It really is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, today wasn't too bad in the parts I was hanging in, but as far as the Early part of the week and, you know, previous, whew, that sun can take a toll on you. Take a toll on your skin, you know. If you're sensitive, you can get heat rashes and all kinds of crap, you know. It's a mess. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, you know, sun is down now and the weekend's here, so, you know, sit in a tub of water and pour some, uh, Witch hazel alcohol in there and uh, oh my. let all that chew up all your crap, you know, mm. that the sun. Well, that doesn't up. sound sexy. Well, two inches on. Two All right. Well. I'm going to take over the opening topic tonight because I want to ask this question. How do you feel about our reliance, our meaning society's reliance on unnecessary technology. You know, there's a, and I was looking at this because I started seeing a list of different products that were just, to me, just crazy, unnecessary technology. And it made me start thinking about how we become so reliant on tech devices. When you really think about it, it's like, do we really need that? Yeah, you know, it's sense. like we got smartphones now that can do so many things, but people are still trying to sell us a whole bunch of other unnecessary crap. Yeah. I mean, I saw something about an umbrella drone. What is, I don't even know what that is. Is that something that people really need? 
So I'm just posing the question. What do you all think about some of the unnecessary products that are under the umbrella of technology that companies just keep pushing at us, trying to convince us that we need this stuff? What do you think about that, Papa Diddy? Are <laughs> you going to go to me first? I'm going to go to you first. Well, I, I think it's a generational thing myself. I think first thing you have to do is think about where your life is and where your money is. You're going to be foolish enough to piss it away when you're trying to watch your dollars as it is, and you're going to go for something that um, you've, you've lived a long, fruitful life. And I'm sure that in your arsenal there's a lot of um, things from the past that are still workable. If you would go in some of your boxes and your tubs and your little rooms where you keep all your old artifacts, you'll find some of the same products that are comparable to what it is they're trying to sell that you'll be able to just open up and do something with. And if that's the case, do you need it anyway? If you're living a more settled life now and you aren't trying to keep up with the Joneses, then you don't need that kind of stuff. But okay, to each his own, you know. What do you think, Kim? Do we need all these technical devices? Um, I think, you know, kind of 50-50, as I am most of the time. If I hear what you're saying, Papa, it's like a generational thing. Um, the young folks like to keep up with the time, you know, because every two years these cell phones go dead. So it's like, you know, you have to keep up at least with the cell phones. But these other gadgets, if you're a gadget person, and that's what I am, I'm a gadget person. So... It's going to interest me. It's going to grab my interest. So um, that's how I am. If I'm able to afford it and it's reasonable price, I don't mind getting it. Now, is it going to enhance my life or make it better? It may not, but it's just I got the latest gadget. So I think that's what people look at, you know. Hey, this can do this, you know. Hey. All right, I'm going to take a quick poll because I got a few gadgets that were really kind of blowing my mind, tech devices, okay. rather. I'm going to see if y'all would buy this. Okay. okay. Uh, there's an Internet-connected toilet that tracks your bowel movements. Would you buy that? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I say no to that one, too. I don't need that thing, a toilet, to dissect what I need to do to make things better health-wise and all that. Um, now, here's another one on the on the same line of toilets, Kohler. You know, Kohler has some of those nice high-end faucets and things. Kohler has a high-end, expensive toilet that connects to the Internet with a, a smart, uh, what do you call it, with an app that goes on your smartphone that you can respond to your toilet with voice commands through Alexa. Now, is that something that anybody needs? Hmm. Why do you need Alexa to talk to your toilet? That's too much. I mean, really, if you're sitting right there, can't you flush your toilet? Why do you need Alexa (laughs) to flush your toilet? That's that's just to me like all of that. (laughs) Okay, here's one more. L'Oreal, you know, because I'm worth it is their slogan. Uh L'Oreal has a smart hairbrush. Wow. A smart hairbrush, okay? They've launched what they call a smart hairbrush that analyzes the hair type and recommends products accordingly, whether your hair is dry or frizzy or this or that, 
Of course, they're going to recommend L'Oreal products. But this thing, again, has an app, connects to your phone, and all of this kind of thing. Is that anything that anybody needs? Not at all. A smart hairbrush. It actually counts the brush. And I don't, and, and on top of that, I personally don't think that any product like that can analyze people of color's hair type. Okay? You're just not going to do it. First of all, you don't understand. You don't really care. So how are you going to now front the game like you're going to analyze something that you didn't gear to from the beginning? L'Oreal was not built on black people. Exactly. Okay? So now you're going to say, oh, this will fit anybody. Just put your hair in the breast and we'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because some of these brothers now in the, in the basketball and sports millionaires, these guys ain't putting a drop of grease in their hair. So their hair is dry as hell. Dry as a bone. And you, you ain't going to figure out what that's doing. The, the, the fucking the, the, the machine would probably say SOS, steel wool, steel wool. <laughs> danger, danger. They'll think it's something. They'll, they'll analyze what they think it is. They probably think it's, you know, some type of steel wool product. Man, I tell you, these kind of gadgets. Just yeah, it's just you know, I don't I, totally unnecessary. I just think that some stuff, just like you were saying, I really don't think that black people, people of color, really should be lured in to multi-million-dollar Caucasian-based companies that Absolutely. are now trying to act like they want to deal with things as a whole. Yeah. Uh, no, it's too late for that. You already showed us you don't really give a fuck about us. Oh, clearly. So that's not. And, and the know. last one I have, I wouldn't even call this one high tech. This is no tech. It's called the no phone. No phone. That's what it's called, no phone. And what it is, they call it a gadget, but it's literally a rectangular piece of unmarked plastic that's meant to simulate the feeling of an iPhone in your hand. So basically it's a block of plastic that they want oh you to buy so you can pretend you got an iPhone up at your ear. But where, where did iPhone come into play with a piece of plastic? Why? What? Well, that's what they the way they market it. They're saying that, that you can use it in place of an iPhone or to, to simulate. But if it's a piece of plastic, how do you put the label oh. of iPhone on it? I get what you're that's saying, what as saying. opposed I, I'm to getting... an Android phone or any other kind of phone. Uh-oh. It's a phone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. But they're trying to bullshit the iPhone people users. They're trying I to... Guess. They're trying to gear to them. They think that they're so wrapped up in that iPhone bubble that they'll fall for anything. They're saying it's supposed to help break people of their phone or their iPhone addiction. Mm. And I'm like, so really you think somebody's going to buy this block of plastic? It just goes to show you that people are becoming brain dead when it comes to some of these tech devices. It just shows that some people developing this stuff is lazy ass that don't want to go out and get no job. Well, why should they? If you can sell this kind of crap. Yeah, there's a sucker born every minute. You're every right. minute, every second. All right, that's that's all for that one. Huh. I, it was just blowing my mind, the kind of stuff that people are creating and then the stuff that people actually buy. Well, like, well, hey, let me develop something crazy and sell it. No, ain't nobody going to come back and try to shoot my ass. <laughs> you, probably, you probably would sell something, but the... um. I was going to say on the brush, I'd be scared to use it. If it's electric, I'd be scared I might get shot with it or something. No, no, thank you. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we're going to move on. Mm. You ready for the rundown, Kel? Sure. 
You guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to put my seatbelt on and buckle up. All right. Hold on tight. All right. All right. Our, in focus to- our in focus topics are D.C. and New York City may respond to GOP governors sending immigrants. Also, Biden signs burn hits help for vets. And the latest on the Mar-a-Lago Bama raid, which is 45 raid. You know, I can't say, and say his name. Also, our cocktail of the week. I got a good one for you guys. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Uh, intoxicated bear rescued after eating hallucinogenic honey. What? Oh, my God. Also, feathers fly as wild turkey uh, dodges cops in apartment chase. And car thief who hid from police inside giant teddy bear learns his fate. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, you can't run from the truth. Also, Liverpool, the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kissing list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll we, we'll we, mm, on, I done had too many drinks already. We'll be back with info. <laughs> Hi, this is Papa Didi. You haven't heard of the pajama party. You're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap up with kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kiss at this, and of course the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Welcome back to the John Party One. Here with Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. The Bella Squad, darling. Come on, Tally. Oh, Okay. I don't know what you went to. <laughs> okay, Bonsoir. All right. I got hey. the first one here. Uh-huh. Okay, hey. <clears throat> hey. All right. <clears throat> right. All oh, right. wait a minute. We're going in focus? All right. Let's Let's focus. <laughs> We going in focus, yeah, focus, focus there. All, All right. right. Um, this is a uh, tensions brewing. D.C. and New York mayors, they are responding to um, GOP governor's policy of sending the migrants to their cities. Interesting. Tensions mm. are running hot as Texas Governor Greg Abbott, that's our boy, and Arizona Governor Doug uh, Ducey continue to send busloads now busloads of migrants to D.C. Jackson City, and New York City. Um, since April, the governors have sent uh, more than 6,500 migrants to, the, to these um, cities as an act of retaliation after President Joe Biden lifted um, Title 42, a health order that prevented a large number of migrants from seeking asylum during the um, COVID-19 pandemic. 
So New York City Mayor Eric Adams and our mayor here, D.C. Mayor Bowser, have both criticized the Republican governors for their actions. Wow. Adams has called this move um, horrific and unimaginable. During a press conference on Tuesday, the mayor said, I already called all of my friends in Texas and told them how to cast their vote. Really? Okay. Okay. So last month, Bowser asked the Biden administration to deploy 150 National Guard uh, to help them as far as, you know, dealing with the um, immigrants. Um, but, they, you know, Biden's, uh, you know, team said that, that we were more than well-equipped to handle the influx of migrants doing, um, being bused to the um, district. So, no, you didn't get your National Guard folks, so. And that's another reason why I think a lot of people want to become a state, because she can do a lot more than have to go through the president all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So although the Biden administration denied Bowser's request, Sawyer believes Biden is doing a, a, a pretty um, bad job of handling the immigration crisis. He said this situation is reminiscent of the Del Rio, Texas incident that took place between um, Border Patrol agents and Haitian uh Migrants in um, September 2021. So, um, what do you guys think on, on this? Yeah, that was that was crazy stuff to do. I I don't know. You know, it just seems like ever since Trump kind of dropped in that like do what you want to do thing, you know, in the world, everybody's mm-hmm. following that. Who who would think of doing that anyway? And you know, what I'm saying who would just put people on the bus? Yeah. Now, now, and just uh, send them to somebody else's city without a conversation. But let me ask, but are they are they police on the bus, or what if all the migrants take over the bus on the way to New York? I mean, it must Ooh. be police or something on there holding it down. Because what if they say drive it to wherever? What if they hijack it and take it to somewhere else? I mean, I don't know. Is it just them and the driver? In Texas and D.C., man. Texas and D.C., that's not a daytime trip. That's a long haul. It takes, on an Amtrak train, it takes a day and a half to go to New Orleans from D.C. So, mm-hmm. so, so, on a bus? so how long did it take on that bus? Two days? Three days? Uh, that's crazy. And they got so see, my thing is, why, 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 are they, why were they allowed to enter in these cities? If you haven't had, like, like you said, everyone, if you haven't had a conversation with us first, how do you Right, you know, he, he did He just sent them. Yeah, there was no agreement in place. He just, he was Greg Abbott, who I'm putting on the kiss it list, that Thank dumb you. governor of Texas, put those people on that bus because he was pissed off because Texas is a border state, and he was tired of dealing with it, so now he wants to throw it in the lap of the so-called Democrats, so he's bussing immigrants to states that are in and D.C. that are democratically run, just mm-hmm. because you know he's pissed off. But it's not a three-hour it's not a three-hour road trip. No, it isn't. And Why? you're abusing these people because they came across the border seeking asylum in the United States, and then he says. What? All right, I'm going to do this. Put you on a bus. Y'all go to D.C. or y'all go to New York. And New York and D.C. knew nothing about it. Right. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Totally crazy. Crazy. Yeah. 
You know what? I, I knew something was going on because I had been to Union Station a couple of times, and in front of Union Station, there was an influx of people, and they were just hanging around, but there were buses up there. So it was like maybe they, you know, dropped them off there and try to figure out what the next move was, but where where they are now, I don't know, because they're not there in front of Union Station any longer. So, um, so now I'm wondering where did everybody go? That's they a good thing. Migrate, migrate into society. Mm. You know. This is crazy. Get a yeah. truck and sit outside of Home Depot and. And see, people like like uh, Governor Abbott are trying to blame it all on the Biden administration, saying, "Well, if they had handled this way back when, then we wouldn't be in this spot now." I'm like, so are you expect them to see into the future? That that doesn't have anything to do with Biden. I think that long as that's what I'm saying, but they they keep trying to blame it on Biden. As long as you, long as you're in a border state like Texas, immigrants have been coming across the border for for eons, for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is not new. And what you think you're going to stop? You ain't stopping nothing. You probably got he probably got people in his own family that start off as an immigrant, and now they done been there a while and become. They're Americanized and everything, and they're well-behaved now. There's a lot of people that's keeping their mouth shut because they came over the same way. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people in this country that came over the same way, and now they're acting like people come over now are doing something dirty when they didn't. A lot of them didn't come over like that. A lot of them were five and six years old when their parents brought them over, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 50, 50, 60 years ago. Right. So, and don't forget those who were born here. Parents that came here and then children were born, so legally right. they are U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. It's just a mess. It really is. It's it it very messy. Yeah. So we're gonna to continue to monitor this. This is, this is interesting. But, uh, I yep. just don't understand how he's getting away with doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are the what's the repercussions? On Governor mm-hmm. Abbott, you know, like yeah. where's what's what's he gonna do next? Take another busload of folks, send them to another democratically governed state. I would like to see someone do a documentary on uh, the journey mm-hmm. when they first That's leave Texas to see what mm-hmm. where they stopped, where they slept, because mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. that has got to be a twenty six. 27-hour ride. Yeah, that's got to be at least a three-day journey. And it's not journey. nonstop because the driver can't go that no, far without sleeping. That's got to be at least a three-day journey. To a three-day journey, of course, on a bus. minimum, yeah. Not to mention weather and, oh, my God. People need to eat. Oh, please, forget about that's it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's a lot going on here. Be continued. Yeah. All yep. right. Be continued. So take it over yeah. to you. Yeah. All right, Papa Didi, what you have in Anyway, um, this is uh, that situation that uh, that comedian was speaking on. Uh, oh, uh, uh, John Stewart. Yeah, John Stewart. He he accomplished his goal because uh, Biden signed the burn pit to help for veterans. You know, where they had to you know stand over and stand guard over top of burn pit. Anything that when they were leaving town or leaving that country. They had a big old pit where they burnt everything they weren't taking. And, you know, President Biden, whose elder son, uh, Bo, 
died of cancer years after developing after uh, deploying to Iraq. He signed legislation on uh, Wednesday, expanding federal health care services for millions of veterans who serve at military bases where toxic smoke billowed from huge burn pits. Computers, desks, papers, chairs, you name it. They said it was all kind of stuff in them pits before they leave these different countries, you know. And Biden said, we owe you. You're the backbone. You're the steel. He said, uh, you're the very fiber that makes our country what it is. The law was Biden described as long overdue, caps a year-long battle to ensure treatment for chronic illness that veterans have blamed on burn pits, which were used to dispose of chemicals, tires, plastic, medical equipment, human waste, all kind of stuff when military bases are ready to close overseas and abroad and everything else. And um, estimated the troops they had overseas burn pits numbered to three to five million troops that stood guard over top of these pits while they were throwing stuff in there. And Biden said, uh, I was going to get this done. Come hell of hot water, of high water, excuse me. Senator, uh, this guy named uh, John Tester, he's a Democrat from Montana who who chairs the Senate Committee on Veteran Affairs, said that Biden was a driven force behind the legislation in the past um, last week, although it ran into some difficulty a couple months ago when uh, a lot of Republicans didn't want to sign off on it, so it went back mm-hmm. to the table until they had to redesign and re-put it out there and uh, reforce it. A lot of Republicans now felt like they... Uh, they don't want to look bad in the public eye with veterans and all, so they kind of gave in this time. So so we signed in a law and um, millions of dollars are being put forth toward disability and uh, everything else is needed to uh, combat that situation for that. But so many people have already passed away from the illness of it, caught cancer from the different fumes of it, and, you know, so it's a deep situation. They finally got the benefits and all that they needed. Yeah, it always comes late, though. You know, the people that are fighting for it usually don't get a chance to experience it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure too many veterans already died without no, being able definitely. to afford the health care that they needed. Yeah, because they fall into the abyss. They're not right there at the Veterans Administration. They're at home. A lot of them are working. You know, they're some of them homeless. I mean, it's just a mess. You never know. When you see people homeless out there, you never know what got them there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is not nothing traditional, not like they just gave up. Yeah. Something forced they had. Yeah, life, it's not always know. that they just were alcoholic yeah, and they're bums, didn't care. You know. yeah. So. yeah, that's true. There's a lot of vets out there dealing with PTSD and mental issues and whatnot. And if yeah. they had gotten the care that they needed, they wouldn't be out there like that. Yeah. It's amazing how this country, at one point, you know, when they, when the draft was in place, there was a requirement that young men go and serve and fight for your country. But then when you come back after being traumatized halfway across the world, you come back, you've done what the country asked you to do, but now the country kicks you to the curb and says, all right, we appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Now go somewhere and sit down. And people come back all messed up. They've been yeah. watching people getting blown apart, 
all kind of stuff that they have have witnessed being at war, and then they come back and they can't get the services and all that they need so that they can be a a, a well balanced citizen again, if that's even possible. It's it's just it boggles my mind. I don't get it. It seems like. The same way that I think teachers are grossly underpaid is the same way I feel like veterans should be up at the top of the list. They should get any and everything that they need. Teachers should get any and everything that they need. You can't very well get on that platform of the children are our future, you know. That's all Whitney did. I believe the children are our future. Well, if we all believe that, why are teachers so low paid? Why do teachers have to use the little bit of money they get to buy the supplies that they need just so that they can teach in their classroom? Why do veterans get dissed so bad after they've done their time, served their country, and they still got to fight just to be able to get medical care? It, it just doesn't make any sense. This stuff is backwards. Yeah, it is pretty much, yeah. I agree. I agree. This is our system. Yeah, this is our system. It's very bad. It's very bad. Yeah, I agree. You took the words right out of my mouth, uh, Red Wine. Everything what you just said, I mean, I'm the same way. I just don't understand. And they said that they have to continue to fight and fight. Teachers do the same thing. That's why I think a lot of uh, people are changing their profession. Because a lot of people are leaving either the police force or uh, being teachers now. People are so proud to be become teachers and stuff. Now it's like, why? We can't get the resources that we need, so why am I becoming a teacher mm-hmm. or a cop? It's just crazy. So yeah, people are really changing their profession. So yeah. that's a whole and that's nother, a whole uh, a whole another issue. Because now they're talking yeah. about teachers need to be trained with handguns and all of this stuff. Because you got to be prepared for active shooters and whatnot. They want them to, yeah. the teachers to do all of this, but you still don't want to pay them any real money. Right. Yeah. Like, so, man, you you asking for a whole lot. Yeah. You want me to teach on one hand, on the other hand, you want me to carry a gun and watch the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to be a marksman. Right. You want them to be a marksman, a defender, a teacher, a nurturer. Mm-hmm. All of that yeah. on a, on a pittance of money. You tripping? Yeah, forty six, forty six thousand. Yeah, you tripping? <clears throat> yeah. And then and then these professional athletes are making like multi millions of dollars a year for catching, throwing, tackling, dribbling, whatever the sport. They're making all the money. And I get it, you know, it's a physical thing, whatever. But I'm just saying, can we just can we uplift the teacher salaries at least to a six figure range? Can we just get there? Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, oh. how do I get mm-hmm. the teacher? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess when I think about stuff that's unfair, I always come back to the teachers. And don't forget the bus drivers. Boy, they go through it. The bus drivers. Especially the school bus drivers, but anyway, that's a whole nother show. All right, let's talk about forty-five. Your boy, Your boy. somebody's boy. Forty-five. 
You know, of course, everybody knows by now about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. FBI went in there, swooped down on that sucker, and said, we're going to find out what you hiding down here, classified stuff and things you weren't supposed to have. Um, you know, what? well, the latest information on it now is that, um, of course, you know, we know the FBI collected, you know, a variety of things. Well, now the FBI, as of, I believe it was today, unsealed the search warrant. Because at first it was a sealed search warrant. But then 45 and his attorney said, I don't care if people know what, you know, what was in the warrant. So they went ahead and put the information out there. So the FBI recovered 11, 11 sets of classified documents from Mar-a-Lago uh, in their search, which included materials that were marked as top secret SCI, which is one of the highest levels of classification, according to the documents from the search warrant that was released today. Now, again, these were a top secret SCI, the highest classification of documents. Why the heck did he have these documents down there at Mar-a-Lago? That stuff wasn't supposed to leave the White House. So that's infraction number one. Now, one of the newly unsealed documents is a search warrant receipt that listed items that the FBI collected from Mar-a-Lago. Now, that document reveals that FBI agents removed more than 20 boxes from Trump's resort uh, in Palm Beach, as well as binders of photos, sets of classified government materials, and at least one handwritten note. So according to the search warrant receipt, federal agents seized one top secret, as I mentioned, that top secret SCI document, four sets of top-secret documents, which is a classification a little bit lower, then three sets of secret documents, which is a little bit lower classification, and then three sets of confidential documents, which is a little bit lower. So you got the four different tiers of classification, and they found something in all four tiers. The warrant receipt did not detail uh, what, the classified documents were about, but among the uh, items that were taken was a document about pardoning that crazy Roger Stone. You remember him, the dude with the white hair, talking all that crazy stuff? Um, he's one of those Trump allies who was convicted in 2019 for lying to Congress during that whole Russia meddling election probe back in 2016. Um that information about Stone was uh, listed on the warrant receipt as executive grant of clemency for Roger Stone. And then there was some material about the president of France. I don't know what he had on the president of France, but they just said material about the president of France. So what they're looking at now is that possibly three federal crimes that the Justice Department is looking at is part of this investigation, okay? Three possible crimes. One is violations of the Espionage Act. A second one is obstruction of justice. And the third one is criminal handling of government records. Because like I said, he wasn't supposed to remove any of this stuff from the White House. 
When he left, that stuff should have stayed right there. So the inclusion of the crimes is indicating that the Justice Department has probable cause now to investigate those offenses, and I guess they are going to go ahead and pursue it. But nobody's been charged with anything yet. Now, Eric, you remember Eric, his son, that's the one that SNL, Saturday Night Live, always clowns as being the idiot between the two sons. Eric was at, at somebody's podium talking about how the cameras at Mar-a-Lago recorded the raid and, you know, just the regular surveillance cameras talking about the FBI conducted themselves in a way that was incorrect or inappropriate or something, and we got it all on one camera. And I'm like, okay, well, if it was something inappropriate, then release it. Show it. Don't just keep talking, flapping your gums about it. Show it. And I have yet to see what was so inappropriate. Probably the only thing inappropriate was Eric running his stupid mouth. But anyway, um, as a result of this investigation with the FBI and the Justice Department, now you got nuts coming out the woodwork trying to defend Trump. Now, there was a guy in Cincinnati who tried to bum-rush the FBI Bureau in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and they ended up having to shoot him, and they killed him. Yeah. And come to find out, this guy was ex-military. And he was first shooting with a nail gun. See, this is the kind of stuff that Trump invokes. He invokes it big time. There are people out here that would, like... Eat this man's dirty draws if they had an opportunity to. Yeah. And it's frightening the way that people would just follow him to the edge of the earth and fall off if there was an edge. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I, as much as I appreciated previous President Barack Obama, if he started talking crazy, I would back off. I'm not going to follow somebody talking crazy talk. If you're making sense, I'll walk with you. But when you start going off the rails, I'm like deuces to you. Now you're sounding crazy. I'm out. Good. So that's what's happening with the raid. Now you got people acting a fool, you know, people needing extra security. The the um, the justice, uh, what's his name, Mer- Merlick, Mer- uh, Merrick, him, he's been threatened. They're concerned about his family and all of this. It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, if somebody breaks the law, the Justice Department has the right to pursue justice. That's their job. It doesn't matter if it's an ex-president, an athlete, a celebrity, or a common citizen. You break the law, they have a right to come after you, period. So all of this foolishness with people trying to now talking all this retribution against the Justice Department and the judges and FBI, it, it's just, it's out of control. I don't know what to say about these folks. Well, my thing is, why did you leave with the uh, documents in the first place? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What what was the plan? What were you going to do with this stuff? Well, he was so pissed off at the time when he left. He was just trying to be, you know, I, he he's doing 
everything in the world that that an irrational person would do and, and just getting away with it. I, that's what I don't understand. That it's just, uh, there's got to be a means to an end. I mean, I just think that come November, uh, well, not this November, you know, with the elections. And, I mean, those are midterms. But when it comes time for 2024 for him to run again, I I, I just want to see that that whole situation. And you know he is because he's going to have plenty of money. You hear me? He is stockpiling money now like crazy. Oh, heck yeah. There are people giving that man's money. He was foot. raising money right after the raid happened. Yeah. He got on that truth, his uh, social media thing. Mm-hmm. He created truth, whatever it's called. Yeah, true something, whatever. Truth something, where it's all lies. But anyway, he got on there talking about, see how they coming after me to persecute me? Send me some money so I can go against them and fight back. And people start sending money. Yeah, he's a... Uh... Unreal. He's got people. Uh, well, well, I'll talk about it later, but uh, it's very interesting. All right. Very interesting. We'll move on. All right. I, I think okay. we're in need of a cocktail now. Can can we get a cocktail? <laughs> I knew you would come to me. <laughs> yes, indeed. You want that cocktail? All right. I I need uh, one. What you what you got for us? This is an interesting one. It's called the almond cluster. Uh, yep, almond cluster. The almond cluster. T R U S T A. Interesting. Well, I, I, you'll see why it's called that. Because um, the ingredients, I'm, I'm in your family tonight, Papa. It's uh, you can eat, use any kind of cognac that you want, but it's one ounce. I prefer one and a half ounces. Uh, it says an H behind cognac, but you can use cognac of your choice. Vazier, Hennessy, Remy, point um, uh, five ounces of the uh, Junipero gin, point uh, seven five ounces of lemon juice, point five ounces of Orgeat, uh, it's a liqueur. Also, one dash of the um, uh, bitters. Um, also, super fine sugar and lemon zest. So we're going to chill a, a coupe glass and garnish uh, the rim by coating the outer lip of the glass with a wedge of lemon and dipping into a shallow dish containing super fine sugar. So we're going to coat the glass. So we're going to place the lemon strip neatly alongside of the sugar coupe glass. So we're going to combine all liquid ingredients into a shaker, add ice and shake, and double strain into a glass. And this is the almond cluster. So that is why it's called that because you find sugar around the glass. It is so perfect. Okay. So is that liqueur and almond liqueur? Is that what the almond is? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. That sounds this is good. very thick. Mm-hmm. So like. I gave homage to Papa Didi, his cognac player. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Hey, worse for me. I like it. How's that sound to you, Papa Didi? That sounds it's a lot. I didn't know you could mix cognac with, with gin. Yeah, with the gin, yeah. Oh. I try it. But the hey, I'll try it at least once. You're going to be fast. But it's not much gin, so you only put in point five ounces of gin. You put in more um cognac, so the color is there. 
it's just I guess you're trying to get the um, the taste of the gin as well. So this is class. Okay. All right. Well, that's the cocktail of the week brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. You better ask somebody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, with one of our sponsors, What That Ass Academy. And we'll be back on the other side of the break with Papa Didi and What's Poppin'? It's the Pajama Party Show. You know. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is... Whoop that ass academy. Here at the Whoop that ass academy. We don't have discipline problems. Know why? We're privately owned and we do what we want. And when kids get out of hand, we whoop that ass. Time out is for football games. When kids want to show off, we don't give them a timeout. We just whoop that ass. We don't make a kid stand in the corner. That's by house plan. When one of our kids gets out of order, we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass. Here at WTA Academy, we make sure they learn the basics of reading and writing, math and science. But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you gotta whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to whoop that ass academy. We'll get them straight. All right, welcome back to John Party. One of your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Hmm. Woo. So. Papa Didi. It's time for What's Poppin'. Yeah. What's poppin', Papa Didi? What you happened? You know, it's so many things today uh, that's going on. And we, we covered a couple of them earlier about, you know, technology and things we need and don't need and, and, you know, just crime in the streets every day. I mean, it's just, it's just so much. But the main thing that, that the biggest focus in the world that I don't want anybody to ever lose focus on is this situation with Donald Trump, how he just gets away with everything. I, I just don't understand. I think, you know, in the raw aspect of it, I think that white folks are just so – so in search of the great white hope, mm. you know, and the great white hope was a phrase that came out a long time ago that was always trying to be initiated by white people to hold something down. I mean, they, they use people like Babe Ruth, you know, Jim Thorpe, anybody that had anything that they thought that compete with, with black folks, just being black folks, you know, Jim Thorpe had to be like a, you know, a phenomenal sports figure, you know, because people always had, they had people like Jesse Owens in the wings, you know, you had uh, Jackie Robinson in the wings. The way Jackie Robinson went through the baseball situation back in, what is it, 47, something like that, 46, 47, them white folks was no match. And when they saw Jackie Robinson, the first thing white folks thought that, damn, but we bring, if we bring more black folks in here now, then they will see just how fucked up we really are. 
mm. or just how lean we really are, just how just how non-athletic we really are. Well. And the world is still built like that today. If you look at it with society, you know, it seems like black people have to be so, I mean, backburnered. I'm talking about men, women, everybody in the job market, everybody. And some people fall for the okey-doke in the job market. That's the sad part about it. I mean, I think that we need to really start more businesses of some type, you know. But then it's hard to do that because, you know, real estate is at a, pre- a premium where you can't, you know, there's nowhere to do any brick and mortar, you know. Everything is through the roof on that. You, you don't really want to be a... I don't believe in having a business and having a landlord. To me, that's just, that's really counterproductive, you know. If you're going to, I would rather get a shack somewhere and, and build it up that I own, you know. A shack that was all wore out like them guys in uh, Detroit, those two guys that fix up those houses in Detroit. The way they take those little shack houses and, and make something of them, you know. But, uh, you know, getting back to what I'm saying is that um, the great white hope, White folks have been looking for the great white hope for years. And and it seems like Trump is the first thing to come along that's give them something to hold on to because we've had all these heroes, you know, that that's come along that have trumped everybody, you know. I mean, uh, you, you name it. You name it, different people that's come along and, and trump people. And, and, and when they go to select people, I mean, look at the last two people that selected for the chief justices. You know, the one gentleman uh, and then the lady, recent lady. And then, then when the black woman comes in there, it's like, you know, like she playing second fiddle kind of thing, you know. And you're going to act like you're going to try to – and the other guy that Trump picked, you know, it's just – wow. You know, it's like, wow. This guy has no flair at all. He's just there, you know. You don't even hear about it. don't hear anything about nothing. And like I said, that, that great white hope title is – it's big. They're doing their best to do it, you know. And anybody that's trying to stay up on it, you know, they just they just keep getting knocked down because people see how phony they are. The guy that was selling the uh, well, he's selling slippers now. What's his name? The uh, oh, Lindell. Lindell. What did he do before? He had the uh, the pillow. Pillow. The pillow guy. Come to find out, he's a major trumper. He's a crazy trumper. And and when people start losing their mind like that with that whole Trump aspect, it's really scary because you really can't bond yourself to anything like that in your life. Because the first thing you got to be concerned about in your life is your own life, you know, your own existence, your own production. And for you to jump on the Trump bandwagon and just follow his lead like he's the, the Pie Piper, you know, I mean, it's just it's just been horrible. You know, going back to the Capitol and everything, and he's still showing his ass. And he still goes to the microphone. He still talks crazy stuff. And the guy, like you said, in Cincinnati, this guy takes a nail gun and, and shooting nails at the FBI. Mm-hmm. And the FBI said, motherfucker, boom, you know. And then you go out in the name of Trump. But Trump ain't talking about him. Trump is keeping it moving. I have not seen Trump speak on anybody that have fell for him. Anybody that's got six, seven years because of the the insurrection at the Capitol or anything. Even the woman that got killed that day at the Capitol. Murder one at the uh, 
Capitol Police had to shoot. Mm-hmm. I haven't oh, heard any. Woman. I haven't heard anybody speak on her at all. You know, the death of your beautiful life is so in vain because what you was representing, nobody's even talking about it now. And she was all when they show video of her when she was talking all the power, 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 power. You you get trapped up in that game and look where it got you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not it's not worth. He is not worth it. But they're they are so locked into the great white folk theory that they're not going to let it go. You know, we've had all these heroes that they have seen: Roberto Clemente, Willie Mays, Bill Russell. Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, Hank Aaron, Thurgood Marshall, Martin Luther King. It goes on and on and on. And white folks are just still looking for the great white hope, something they could cling to. And they finally got Trump to, to, to do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do whatever we want. No, you can't. You can. Because you can get away with You position yourself where you can get away with it. People are falling every day, all the way from Charlottesville. It's been five years. That happened back in 2017, Charlottesville, Virginia. 2017, mm-hmm. five years ago, when people was out there marching with the, what they call the tiki candles. And, the, uh, something, Unite, Unite the White? Unite yeah, yeah. The white, it's like, wow. Whatever they called it. This is 2022. How are you walking in that, and, and what do you do for a living during the day where you can walk so boldly with that and and make those statements as you're marching? And and, and what do you, where do you work at? Do you work for United Airlines? or what, Where do you work? What do you do for a living? Damn, you're actually my coworker. And we saw with the Trump years how some of our coworkers were acting. Mm-hmm. You know, people go to work every day, and they, it leaks out. You know, I saw on my job a few years ago when Trump was president, different people that started talking all Trumpish and talk very serious about. It. I'm like, wow, man, I never, ever, I never even knew you. You know, it's like, wow, I used to go to lunch with this guy. You know, I wouldn't do shit with him now. It's amazing. I mean, it's. I tell you, that that Trump stuff is that. 2024, November, I tell you what, just like uh, Frank and Delano Roosevelt said about, you know, um, December 7th with Pearl Harbor being bombed, you know, a date that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. November of 2024, or not even November, 2024 when the primaries start, we're going to see how, how it's going to be and what what who's going to fight over who. Well, who's going to get in there? Are they going to get in there just for the hell of it? They said, oh, yeah, the guy uh, from Florida. You know, he, the governor of Florida may run. Pence may run. But are they really are they really serious? You know what I mean? Because they know the power of Trump. Not the power of Trump, but the, ass, the crazy asses behind Trump. Mm-hmm. That would AR-15 your ass like it ain't shit. It's crazy. Anyway, I'll leave it alone, but... Uh, all right. Well, we got some difficult days ahead of us. Really do. Absolutely. Whew. And you're right. 45 on my night. I got them on the kiss it list. Okay. All right. All right. 
Are we ready to get weird? Yeah, why not? Just lighten it up. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time. Mm-hmm. Lighten it up. All right. Okay. Kevin, you're in first position. What you got? All right. <clears throat> um, intoxicated bear rescued after eating uh, hallucinogenic honey in Turkey. Officials in Turkey said a young brown bear was rescued after being found disoriented and intoxicated from consuming a large amount of this particular hallucinogenic honey. The Turkish Ministry of Agriculture and Forestry said the bear was found um, disoriented in in this particular province, um, Ducey province, um, and was captured by wildlife officials. The bear was examined by veterinarians and found that to be intoxicated after ingesting a large oh, amount of honey made from the uh, nectar of an indigenous species, rodent bronze. Okay, not familiar with that. Yes, they get high too. <laughs> the honey um, is known as mad honey. It contains certain things in it that's going to make him hallucinate. Effects was consumed by uh, mammals, so there's different stuff that's in it. That's what makes wow. it um, hallucinogenic. Yeah, the ministry said that the bear is in good health and will eventually be returned to the wild. It it asked social media users to help um, come up with a name for the intoxicated bear. We're gonna make fun of the bear now. Come on, y'all. <laughs> really? He, he was just trying to get something to eat. I would call him Cootie Brown. He was higher than Cootie Brown. <laughs> yeah, I remember that saying. Wow. Poor well, bear. they say to, to get him and you know, something bad didn't really happen. They say no, you know, what he got intoxicated with. So that's interesting. That was fun. Oh, I, I wonder how did they even know? They must have seen that bear stumbling around or doing something odd. That made yeah. him realize yeah. that this bear looks like he is high on something. Uh-huh. He said he was disoriented and intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So <clears> yeah, but just... I'm saying if he was sitting still, you wouldn't have known that. So he must have been doing something. Right, right. Mm. He might have been out there trying to climb an invisible tree <laughs> or mm. doing something crazy. Who knows? Mm-mm-mm. Tell me what's supposed right. to be doing it. They are not supposed to do that, so they figure something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. He was out there doing something crazy that made them think there's something wrong with that bear. All right, I got another animal story for you. This one is about a wild turkey that was dodging a cop in an apartment chase. And this one was out of uh, Wisconsin. Police department, uh, a Wisconsin police department struggled to find a way to capture a wild turkey after the bird broke into an apartment last week. Wow. Now we got to worry about turkeys breaking into apartments? Okay, on Friday, Wausau police officers received a report of a wild turkey on the loose inside of a second-floor apartment and responded by trying to wrestle the bird as it flew between rooms. Uh, It really underscores the unpredictable nature of the job that our officers are asked to do at any given time. 
The Warsaw Police Department patrol captain Todd Beaton said, Baton said, after hyping themselves up, the officers walked into the apartment wearing protective gloves. One carried a net, but each time they came close, the turkey proceeded to fly or run away. We needed two of these, Brady, one officer told the other as the turkey fled into the kitchen. Doris Madden, who lives in Wausau's County Walk Apartments, said she noticed the apartment's broken window and had no idea what caused it. She called the apartment manager, who then discovered the turkey. Uh, I think it's kind of funny, and I'm just glad it wasn't my apartment, Madden told the TV, the local TV station. So eventually they caught the turkey, and the turkey was later released. So hopefully this turkey won't be a repeat offender. I mean, for the turkey to break in the apartment building, I mean, he broke a window. <clears throat> I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. who's going to pay for this window? But it take turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's my weird mm-hmm. news. Uh, what you got, Papa Diddy? Is this Animal Night or something? Well, we did have two animal stories. Why do you have an animal story too? Yeah, this is car thief who uh, hit from police inside of a giant teddy bear. Oh, learns his fate. A suspected car thief in Manchester, England, apparently found the ideal of being arrested unbearable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plain words. So he reportedly attempted to hide inside of a five-foot teddy bear. I guess of some kind of costume. Spoiler wow. alert, his name is Joshua Dobson. Attempted at being a master disguise, didn't work. And now he will have to see if he can bear time behind bars. They keep making these bear references. The 18-year-old had been wanted by Greater Manchester Police since May when he allegedly stole a car, and then he didn't pay to fill it up at a gas station. He filled it up and drove away, according to the BBC. Dr. Master Lube captured until July when police were searching a house in Rochdale and noticed that a, a force of a large bear was breathing. Wait a minute. They noticed a large teddy bear was breathing. A large breathing. teddy bear was breathing. What? Anyway, Dobson, yeah, he was in a costume in a house. They were searching. So wait, he must have pulled all the stuffing out of a stuffed teddy yeah, bear? It must have been a bear costume. Well, they said it was a teddy bear, so that sounds like he must no, have pulled the stuffing out and climbed inside. There's no pictures or anything, so. Okay. He was taken in custody and charged with alleged crime. What is alleged crimes? Sentenced to nine months in the Young Offenders Institution last week, according to Metro. So, nine months. Mm. That didn't sound like much. You said he stole a car? They mainly got him for when he went to the gas station. Oh, okay. He didn't pay. So it was car theft and, uh, I guess, robbery. Oh, boy. Things that people do. All righty. Sure. Well, that that wraps up the weird news. <laughs> That's why it's the weird news. I'm, I'm just envisioning a five-foot stuffed teddy bear 
if you pull out some of the stuffing and climb up in there, I don't even know how he could breathe. I guess he pulled out all the, I don't know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with, uh, I'm just saying, on the other side of the break, we're listening to The Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was my phone. Hello? Hey, I I can't talk right now. We're on the air. Yeah, we're live on the Pajama Party Show. You know, it's Friday night, and that's what we do. We'll call the show. You're missing it. We're on a commercial break. I really can't talk. They're they're staring me down. Call the show, 914-803-4306. You got it? 914-803-4306. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know, we do that every Friday night. Oh, yeah, we're getting it in. So call the show or hit the website, apajamaparty.com. Got to run. We're on the air. Coming back from a commercial break. Thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the John Party Money Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. Okay. Ooh. That was one of Red Wine's new commercials, I guess. What's happening? Oh, okay. It's time for I'm Just Saying? Yeah, time for uh, Red Wine and uh, I'm Just Saying. Take it away. Oh, okay. Tonight, let's see, where am I? Oh, I'm just saying, you can't run from the truth. That's what I want to talk about. You can't run from the truth. Now, the battle is still raging over the Tulsa race riots of 1921. Can you believe it? 1921. And they're still fighting this stuff in court. Um, And the last three living survivors are leading the charge on it. Did you all realize that there are still three living survivors of the 1921 Tulsa race riots? I'm talking about what happened on what was also called Black Wall Street. There are still three living survivors. One of them is 101 years old. One of them is 106 years old. And the third one is 107 years old. God bless them all. They are still living and still fighting the good fight. They are still trying to get some kind of justice for what a hateful white mob did in the town of Greenwood in Oklahoma in 1921. All I'm saying is that, you know what? You can't run from the truth. You can try, but you can't run from the truth. Okay, so their legal team is fighting for the designation of that event to be deemed as a public nuisance under Oklahoma law. And so far, they're doing a real good job. So the judge that's been overhearing the preliminary, I guess, hearings is what they're called, dismissed the defendant's case against them to deny their claim. See, the other... The other side of the table tried to deny, get the whole thing denied, and say, 
nah. It wasn't all that. It wasn't all that serious. It wasn't all that much damage done. We want to have the whole thing denied, throw it out of court. And the judge said, nah. Y'all are, y'all are the one dismissed. That claim is dismissed. They can pursue with their claim. So apparently there's some benefit with having it uh, deemed as a public nuisance that's going to allow them to, you know, get some kind of restitution going forward. So that's what they're really pushing for. But it just goes to show you how much the haters are determined to hide the truth. But it's going to come out, whether it's now or later, rest assured, the truth is going to come out and justice will prevail. So now the Greenwood residents are trying to prove how the race riot negatively impacted the people of Greenwood and their descendants economic, negatively, economically, even to this day. Now, if you remember what happened, uh, this occurred in 1921 from May 31st through June 1st. So this was like, wasn't like a 20, 30-minute situation. This thing started on May 31st and didn't wrap up until June the 1st. A large white mob completely decimated the thriving town in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was an all-black community in Greenwood. And these folks were self-contained, self-everything. I mean, they were taking care of all of their needs. Uh, They had everything they needed. Banks, insurance companies, stores, everything they needed. They had it covered. And these group of uh, haters came in there and torched it all, destroyed it, stole stuff, did whatever they wanted to do. And what was so crazy is that some of the members of the mob that did all this were members of the Tulsa Police Department and the Tulsa Chamber of Commerce and the Tulsa County Sheriff Department and the Oklahoma National Guard, as well as other city and county leaders. They came in there and completely overwhelmed a 40-square block, 40 square blocks. They just came in there and tried to wipe it out. They killed people, hundreds and hundreds of black residents, injured other people, burned down over a 1,000 homes and businesses. They stole personal property. I mean, they just ransacked the whole area of Greenwood. So the damage caused during this uh, massacre in today's currency is estimated to be at least $200 million or more. Now, the legal team for the Greenwood survivors said that the victory of the court, you know, allowing them to pursue the public nuisance situation, they're saying that this victory uh, recognizes that the massacre was a devastating attack on this black community 100 years ago but what it does is it clears the path for their clients to prove that it was also a public nuisance, and it continues to harm the community even today. Because, see, this stuff had to do with generational wealth. When they destroyed those 40 city blocks, they destroyed and cut off generational wealth in the city of Greenwood, and that's a problem. You know, see, a lot of white families... They were able to hand stuff down from generation to generation. And in Greenwood, 
They never had that opportunity because that white mob came in there and shut it down, burned it down, stole it, did what they had to do to eradicate the ability to be able to hand down that generational wealth. So uh, the legal team went on to say that this victory not only recognizes that the massacre was a devastating attack on the black community, but it allows them to prove that this public nuisance uh, continues to harm the community even today. And I just hope that they're able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, what happened actually happened the way it actually happened and that they can finally recoup what was stolen from them. Because it wasn't about just the money. It wasn't the physical things. They stole generational wealth. And I don't know if you can even replace that because that's the kind of thing that you hand down from one generation to the next. There were businesses and thriving businesses that were burned down and destroyed. So I'm just saying, you know, these white folks have tried to hide the truth of what really happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but these three survivors that are beyond 100 years old are still alive. They were there. So it's not about what somebody wrote or what somebody said or what somebody thought. This is These are three people that were there. So they can give you firsthand account of what happened. And they're going to tell the truth. And that's freaking these white folks out. Because if they get what they really should get, Tulsa, Oklahoma is going to have to pay for what they did in 1921 to those black folks in Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, you can't run from the truth because the truth is going to catch up to you every time, and those lies will never outrun the truth. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I'm Okay. They need to and get what's due now. Yeah, I agree. It's about time. Um, we talked about the um the beach situation, and um, I think it was New York City. They finally gave back the beach to the um black owners there. So I mean, you know, right. we're getting back what is just due to us. That's all. It's our time. So. Heck yeah. And it's about. I mean, the yeah. oldest the oldest survivor is a hundred and seven years old. I mean, how long do you have to wait for justice deferred? This is ridiculous. You know, I think I think that city, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is trying their best to hold on to their checkbook because they know they about to have to write a check. It's coming. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, somebody has stirred the situation back up. So probably this person must have been six or seven when this um, thing occurred then. Um, The oldest person in the fans, 107. Yeah. All right. That was a good one, Red Wine. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Merci beaucoup. All right. We're down to living for the city. I guess we'll take a quick break and then we'll go to Papa. Oh, Papa Didi, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Papa Didi said he's ready. All right, let's go to Living for the City with Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. 
What's happening in the city, Papa Diddy? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, what you said, I, you know, with all the tremendous situations that's happened in the world, and I think you you don't, you really have to be a person of a certain age to to know of it, you know, to really hear, have heard about it and talked about it extensively and know about it and just and realize the things that are going around or that have been around. I mean, I'm talking about in the sports world. You think Tulsa's bad? You you've got to you you got to see what 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 happened with Major League Baseball. How racist that was! Oh my God, that was. That was just off the chain, you know. That whole Jackie Robinson thing—they're trying to make it like this and this and that—and it's going that way again. There's no blacks in baseball anymore. Look at the little league, the little league uh, World Series, little league stuff on TV. You see little league, little leagues playing every now and then at the end of the summer. Little league World Series that comes on of all these different down. There's no black teams anywhere. No black team. Last time in 2019, I think, the blacks won the national thing, the Chicago team, and white folks complained that they were living in the suburbs and they weren't all living in the inner city of Chicago, and they took the championship away from them. Oh, that's messed So who examined them that tough to take anything away? It's the, the atrocities through the world through the years have been so uh, so beat down and so hidden and then a lot of us black folks are so blind and so fucking stupid, ain't paying attention to shit. Yeah, I said it, and I don't give a fuck. They don't, they, they, they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Some of them don't give a fuck. Some of them are so far behind with drugs and other crap and, and digging out their ass of the bullshit in their life that they fucked up that they don't even see the bullshit that's done to our race as a whole, let alone how much they fucked up their own life. You know, and when you even get that deep, you know, and that's never talked about. And I'm just speaking on it because I don't give a fuck. You know, but what I'm saying is that we have also have to pay attention to the stock that has been taken against us for years from different nationalities, too. You know, when it comes to black people, if you just go out during the day and just live your life aware of your surroundings, just don't, don't, please, anywhere you go, plane, train, or automobile, please don't go out there thinking you're blending because you ain't blending with shit, believe me, okay? You get on Amtrak, they looking at you like a hawk. You get on the airplane, they watching your black ass like a hawk. You ever go to the bathroom and come back down the aisle and just look down at white folks the way they're looking up at you? You ever see that, or is that just with black men? <laughs> Do we black men just notice that? Okay, because jokers are eyeballing, and why, I'm wondering, why are you eyeballing? What are you afraid of? Sometimes I just want to say, boo, and see if a motherfucker will jump, because that's just where we are today, because the generations have been taught to stay away from us, taught, 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 down to a 16-year-old Middle Eastern person. Their grandparents have told them about black people. Oh, watch out for black people. Da, 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 da. Then they cheesing on white folks who was the biggest devils on the planet. They fucked up everything, you know? But it seems like the blame to the black people, and, and it all started back way back when we were freed as slaves and the immigrants came over here and there were no jobs left because we had them all because we was doing shit for free. 
as slaves. So we mastered everything. We were master welders, master blacksmiths, master putting the shoes on the horses. Everything we did, carpentry, plumbing, everything, we mastered it. But then the Irish and the fucking Italians came over here, and they just was, they wanted shit. They couldn't get it, so they, they made up all the slangs and the rumors, turned the word Negro into nigger, and every everything had a, a everything the black folks did had a, a sway on it. Watermelon or you coons or you this and that, any anything they can extend, you know? Jewish people had their ghettos that they lived in. The different regions. This, this was the actual area that you lived in. Oh, what ghetto are you in? It was a terminology that Jewish people lived in because even in my my hometown, you know, we we came in after the Jews. Blacks always followed the Jews because the Jews was hated just as much as we were. So once the Jews was there and they showed that the coast was clear and they moved up, the blacks moved in where the Jews used to be. We followed them our whole life because they were like the beacon. To let us know we can now move there, you know. So it's crazy, and and you have to have some type of knowledge of history to know what this world was made of and how it has developed to what it is today. You can't walk around with blinders on, thinking that you are just the right complexion, you're the right, you're cute, you're pretty, you're sexy. That's bullshit, okay? Because your skin color is going to always have to do with whether or not somebody gives you a break or not. You know, like y'all was saying, we said a couple weeks ago, and will people put on applications other or whatever, yeah, you know? that's right. You Man. put down there black shit, you might as well put other. Let motherfuckers think, especially if you got a virtual interview. Why would you throw yourself under the bus? If they don't want a black person, they're going to look, oh, they're black. Throw that aside. And it's sad that people think like that because... What the who the fuck done told you that we're poison that we're that we we're contaminated? Where the fuck did it come from? And it's it's very there, it's there. It's in the back of people's minds, your coworkers, everybody. People just think that shit. Until they really get to know you or now they trust you or they believe or you got money or you got some kind of prestige or you're their boss. Now they think that they can, you know, give in. But the first initial thing with black people, people say, Oh no, there's oh no, uh and this is people that are 12, 13 years old of races that learned this shit from their grandparents. And it's been passed down for years and years and years. No matter what you do, what you do, watch out for them black people. Watch out for what? We poor shit. We ain't got shit going on. We don't own no businesses. We ain't got jack going on. Why are you still fearing us when we ain't got a pot to piss in? When to throw the fuck out of us. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Said a, um, as they say, a mouthful. All right. I can think about that going? Yeah, it is. I'm going to roll tonight, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. All right. Thank you, Papa Didi. We're going to take a quick break before we go to Kettle with the Hollywood wrap-up. She's got all kind of good stuff for us. So uh, let's do that. And we're coming right back after the break with Kettle and the Hollywood Rapper. This is The Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. 
That's 914-803-4306 and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party, so call us now. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the John Payne. One of you is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. All right. What you got for us? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Papa Didi. You want to do your lead-in for Kettle with the Hollywood wrap-up? I was swallowing. Thank sorry. you. Okay. Hollywood, what's happening in Hollywood these days? Well, 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 we must go ahead and address the elephant that's in the room. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, um, he seems to appear in good spirits following their split. And that is not a surprise to me. Only nine months of dating, they decide to go their separate ways. Um, I guess they're going to remain as mutual friends. I would assume so. Um, I really think okay. that Kim Kardashian was just getting her freak on for for nine months. So Pete uh, Davidson just happened to be the man. So it is what it is. Okay, so we address that. On to other news. Media mogul and network executive Byron Allen is acquiring Black News Channel. A bankruptcy for $11 million. That's probably Trump saying to him. Um, he wants to um, revive a cable news network that provided black Americans perspective on current events um, before shutting down earlier this year. Um, that's that's pretty cool. I, I don't like that. Since I guess they wouldn't let him acquire the, uh, the football team. He said, let me go ahead and buy something else. Let me see you uh, Show y'all that I can, I can, I can, you know, buy this or buy that. Like I said, eleven million dollars is probably just pocket change for him. So, um, <clears throat> all right. In other news, Serena Williams is talking about retirement. Um, I think I shared it a tear or two, uh, but she's on. She's leaving on top. Um, she has twenty three number Grand Slam single title and uh, 24 is, is, is really the record so who knows she may hang on until she gets that 24th one but um, she was talking it in vogue and saying that her life um, is evolving and I think she wants to spend more time with her family you know a daughter and I think they want to um, have more children as well it wasn't said but I'm quite sure Quite sure. Um, Also, uh, a big documentary on Cosby. It's called We Need to Talk About Cosby. It's a revealing four-part docu-series from the writer of Camus Bale, offering a deeply personal exploration of Bill Cosby's descent from America's dad to alleged sexual predators. Interesting. 
So this um, uh, is premiering on Hulu. So if you guys get Hulu, um, Disney Plus or ESPN is on either of those um, streaming networks. And it's called We Need to Talk About Cosby. And I believe it's up for um, a few of the um, Emmy Awards as well. Um, wow. Emmy Awards, yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, I might check it out just to see, you know, what they're talking about, you know. Um, I, I think it might be, you know, put together pretty well. Um, also talking about Emmys, um, they are going to uh, come out on September the uh, 12th. And uh, Kenan Thompson, he's going to be um, the host for that. Um, interesting. It says, just weeks after the Emmys made the bold choice to, to not nominate Kenan Thompson for his rightful Best Supporting um, Comedy Series uh, on Serenade Live, they announced him as the um, host. Interesting. It's like, Okay. So you're going to take something away from me, but you're going to give me this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. And um, he is still going through a divorce as well. Uh, we talk, I talked about that about a month ago. So, um, so we'll see how he does. Um, also, uh, two things. Olivia Newton-John, she passed away um, a couple of days ago. She was 73. She had been battling um, cancer. This is like her third bout with uh, cancer. And she finally um, succumbed to uh, uh, this cancer thing. But uh, she will truly be missed. And um, she's going to um, be honored as well. Uh, monuments and things like that. And uh, In Australia, she's originally from Australia. So, um it's 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 going to be not a funeral, but I think it's going to be a, a big concert. You know, so I'm quite sure all the That'll big stars nice. and everything. Yeah, I think that's well deserved. She she deserves it. She is you know yeah. broke a lot of records and everything. So um, she has a fabulous catalog. So also, yeah, last does. but not least, actor actor Anne Hesh. She died uh, today. Um, she was 53. She played in movies like um, Donnie Brasco and Cat Fight and uh, the remake of Psycho. She was in a car crash about a week ago, and she succumbed to her injuries. She never regained consciousness. She was in a coma. So, but um, it's just crazy. You see it the video, and it's like she was going 100 miles an hour in a car, crashed into um, this woman's home. And now this woman, um, she crashed into a home. She has lawyered up. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. So, um, you know, so, may she rest in peace and hash. And uh, she used to date um, Ellen as well. So they've been talk, trying to talk to Ellen about it. But, uh, you know, she's just been hush-hush. I've been saying too much. So that's yeah, my I Hollywood think um, later... Late in the afternoon, mm-hmm. Ellen finally had some kind of statement mm-hmm. early evening or something, but okay, yeah, that was so is she actually gone? I know they said she was brain dead, yeah, have yeah. they disconnected everything right, right, yes, they have oh, oh wow, um, she was it um, yeah. 
that was today. She was uh, confirmed she was brain dead, which under California law is the definition of death. Yeah. It was oh, announced earlier today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He has uh, two sons. One is 20 and one is 13. Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company that sponsors that segment. All right, we're down to the gift it list. Yeah, but let's do one more one more story. Oh, I'm sorry. What you got? Um, today, the NFL unanimous, unanimously approved the uh, 4.65 billion sale of the uh, Denver Broncos. You said billion with a B. Billion, yeah. Jeez. And it went, and the owners, the, the parent owners, are the same family that owns Walmart. What do you call the Waltons? Is that their name? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, Waltons. Walden, which, which is disappointing because, Kettle, when you talked about the, what's the brother's name who's buying that black network? Uh, oh, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. Byron mm-hmm. Allen was was Byron Allen was have an interest in that a while back. And what gets me is that I don't understand how when you buy a sports team like that, it's not about one person. There's a parent person that will control the main majority of it. But Byron Allen could have gotten with so many black people, but, you know, they don't talk. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan, he's somewhere in his cubbyhole. You know, Oprah's doing her thing, and I, I'm making accusations, you know, but I'm just keeping it real, you know. When you think about the billions that are out there between – and we, you, you only got a name of, like, ten people as far as blacks that really got huge money. You know, I'm talking about basketball players, LeBron, and all these. He's a billionaire himself. So just to compete with that, I mean, you know, if they go 4.6, you go $5 billion. And, and you could do it. But to own that, own a football team today is almost like gold. Yeah. And and the Walmart family knew that. I mean, it's only 32 teams, and you are connected to everything. I mean, the football season, Sunday is like, oh, my God, Thursday night, Monday night football. It's just everybody's going to make money constantly. And, you know, people like Michael Jordan with the money he got, I'm not picking on him, don't get me wrong. But you're not going to spend all that money in the stint that you're living. Four or five generations after you are not going to spend that money. And when you die, the Brinks truck is not going to follow you, believe me. So who knows where all those millions are going to go? To somebody else. To something. Somebody, and like people say, too. With all these guys that are married to these white women, Eddie Murphy, Michael Jordan, the list goes on, Tom, uh, Charles Barkley, what happens when they die? Does the money go back over to the white side of things, or that's just a food for thought? You know, I'm not speaking racial, but what happens to that money when they die and their white wife ends up with all of it? So now you divorce the black woman, you got with a white woman, you drop dead. And she ended up with all the money. 
Anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox. Let's go to the kissing list. The kissing list is people to show their ass over the... Wait, I just wanted to add this part. Look at the net worth of the 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 Walmart family folks. $60 billion. $60 billion with a B. Mm -hmm. That's their net worth. That's because everything they're connected with is is, is connected. Woo! They are the they, they're the prime, but you got to understand too. They didn't want unions or nothing like that in the exactly. beginning. They were they were kicking people around like it wasn't shit because when they first got money. started. No, that's over that's oversight. And they don't no, want. But to, I'm saying when you have collective bargaining, that right. means you're going to have to pay. When unions come in, they're going to demand that you do certain things, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to oversee things. Are going to cost you money. They're going to influence your employees. That's what I'm saying. And they the employees are going to start saying, oh, you mean we're supposed to get mm-hmm. coffee breaks at certain times and we're not supposed to work but so many like hours? Like Eddie Murphy said in his joke, I can get that. going to end up making you pay money. Yeah. And they didn't want that. They want to run it like a slave ship. Anyway, all right. I'm wow. sorry. Go ahead. Kiss it list. Yeah, the kiss it list is uh, people that showed their butt over the last couple of weeks uh we always start with donald trump because he's been the asshole yeah. since day one and you on know. that note let me add donald trump another thing for him to be on the kiss it list apparently this week now that he's been busted for those classified documents he made a statement talking about obama took classified documents from the white house you a mother freaking lie mm-hmm. obama didn't take squat he might have taken a pen, but he sure didn't take any classified documents. Like I said. But see, he tried to save his own butt. But it always gets trickled like, down. Dude, it, stop the lie. Black people, it always gets trickled down to black people because he knows how black, how white exactly. people know, feel about black people. And of all the ex-presidents that you want to claim took some classified documents, how you come out of your mouth with Obama? You are lying, Mocha. Because the mindset of people in this world is that black people ain't shit amongst every single race except black people. There it is. So, therefore, all you got to do is say it. Like, oh, wow, my grandpapa did tell me that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, for Obama to say, I mean, for for Trump to say that uh, Obama took documents out, most of the white folks is for Trump will believe his ass. Exactly. Because he They'll blamed say, the black oh, guy. I knew he did. I know he did. You don't know shiggity. Um, anyway. And while we're on the topic of Trump, I want to add to the kiss it list all the, I call them radicalized, all the radicalized Trump lovers. Y'all are on the kiss it list because y'all are doing the most. Yeah. You give this man money every time he starts whining about how he thinks he's oh, being yeah. persecuted he's getting or being treated unfair or whatever. Y'all keep giving this man money. Don't you understand he's a freaking millionaire? Mm-hmm. Why are you sending money to a millionaire? That's he, my question. And he's selling what's called snake oil. Exactly. But who in their right mind sends money to a daggone millionaire? Yeah. There's something wrong with that equation. And you live in paycheck to paycheck. Also, I got Governor Abbott from Texas for sending immigrants unannounced and unagreed to D.C. and New York and anywhere else. Anywhere else. That's that's just crazy. And the damn bus driver that took them there. I don't understand how you were so wired up. It is. And and that's got to be a three-day trip. 
A yeah. bus don't get to New York and D.C. overnight from Texas. No. So where they stop? Where they sleep? Did Abby give somebody some yeah. money to sleep in a fucking hotel? Or did Who they bought all... food for them? Did you starve them on the bus? Like I said, yeah, I'm sending them on the bus. Okay, well, who going to feed them? Where are they going to eat? Where are they going to piss And the, the people, shit? the taxpayers of Texas are the ones that are bearing the brunt of all of this. Yeah. Uh, also, I got Eric Trump for talking all of the stuff he's been talking. He actually made statements talking about we, meaning the Trump family, were not informed about the raid and what FBI was going to do. And then later on it came out that they FBI did communicate with Trump and Mar-a-Lago, and they, did, they were informed. So once again, Eric is talking out his butt, talking stupid, exposed for being an idiot. Uh, Mike Lindell. The pillow man, no. now the slipper salesman. Yeah, they sell slippers. Like, you really need to go somewhere with your dyed black hair. Yeah, you see his hair darker. The older oh he gets, the darker his hair gets. It looks like shoe polish. Well, he just tried to put on a new image because that whole, when he was supporting Trump, he just made an asshole of himself and he knows it. So now he's off the pillar thing and doing slippers and dyed his hair, lost a couple pounds. He was trying to put a new brand out there because he sold himself down the river. He ain't fooling anybody. Also, I've got, I don't know the cop's name, but there was a cop in Fort Worth, Texas, that tackled a 12-year-old that had a Nerf gun. It was in the neighborhood playing with a Nerf gun. This cop tackled this kid, and now his parents are suing because the kid is now traumatized that the cops took him down and, you know, did what they did. So I'm putting that cop on the kissing list for being over the top. Also, we got Joshua Dobson. That's the guy that was trying to hide from the cops inside of the stuffed teddy bear after he stole a car and whatever else he did. Something wrong with him. And all the haters in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that are trying to avoid the the retribution that needs to be paid for the Tulsa right rice race riots. Burning Wall Street. Yes. All yeah. of the haters, those folks, y'all on the kiss it list. And I got one last one. Sesame Place for canceling Rosita. Now that that whole thing happened with the Rosita character, mm-hmm. that had to do with a person who was in that character costume. So what did they do with Rosita? Sesame Place now has canceled Rosita. They had a place in Sesame Place, a restaurant called Rosita's Cocina, which means Rosita's Kitchen. Hmm. They have shut that down. Wow. They have taken Rosita out of the different little images and pictures. They have literally canceled Rosita. So they took the blame of the person in there that nixed the people. Yeah. And they going they they going they killed the character. Killed the character. I'm like the character Rosita didn't do a daggone thing. Dang. It was the employee that was in the costume that created the problem. I but they think that this is gonna fix it. So now y'all something. gonna kill the character? There's something wrong with y'all. I tell you ladies. what, some white folks are some warped thinking motherfuckers. I'll be honest with you. Oh, well, they need to investigate them all the way instead of just What's that? you know what happened. Investigate. The whole company, too. Whoever created that, investigate them. But it wasn't it was about who created it. Rosita, Rosita was the Mexican character on Sesame Street. This person saying. who disrespected the kids, the black kids, was an employee in a costume. 
But now Sesame Place has gone over the top, I think, and said, all right, let's just cancel the plug. Y'all need to check them out and see what they're about. They might be about the same uh, values and stuff that the people in the costume are. That's what I'm saying. It's opened up a whole can of worms now. You should try to fix it or repair it. Why are you going to cancel it? You think it's, you know, that's just going to mess you up. It's going to open exactly. up a whole can of worms. Man. So, yeah, you know. I'm saying don't throw Rosita. Well, in. no, I just think because that image, that image was so worldwide when she, remember mm-hmm. she shook her hand and, and they, they don't right. want to see, they only want to see that character. They felt like that whole image that went around the world like that with that news story but mm-hmm. put a new person behind, put a new person, put a black person in the fucking costume. How about that? You know? You ever well, thought about that? We assume. Well, it sure wasn't. Well, they it, I, I, who was in the well, not at all, because they have right. no weight. They're just an employee, so they have no weight, and I'm sure there's no yeah, union. Yeah, but this is how they resolved it. They just said, all right, cancel Rosita. Oh, that was. Some I'm like, y'all, y'all. I, never, I didn't do that. I didn't know that. Damn, that's. I just read that today. I'm like, move. that is a punk that, move. Yeah, that was a punk-ass move. It's <laughs> a punk. Damn. I bet now, what if it was fucking, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's Elmo? Elmo. What if it was Elmo? He's the main dude. I'll tell you what, whoever's in the Elmo costume, you better watch yourself. Nah. <laughs> Because nah. if you mess around and get canceled, no, nah, you can't. You can't. You cannot mess with Elmo or Big Bird. No, you can't mess or, mm, or the mm. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster, Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. There's some some people you can't. Yeah, don't mess. And up. the other girl, little purple girl. What's her name? Oh yeah, what's her name? Yeah, Fairy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the kids know her name. All I'm right. Anybody name. else? The kids that list this week. No, I think that's they're... enough. I think that's it. <laughs> All right, well, we have a special gift wrap package for everybody on this week's Kissing List. And here's Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your last word tonight? I tell you what, all the things we spoke on tonight with uh, Black Wall Street still having survivors 100-something years old, you know, the crap Trump is doing, how the... Uh, canceled out the character at Sesame Place only because that was the face of the situation. So you get rid of that by getting rid of the character and still have you cleaned up your act? You know, what are you doing to... That was just... I can't even get past that. 
that you just got rid of a character. Why are we canceling things instead of correcting things? That just show you the, the crooked. I tell you, money is an evil thing, man. People don't want to lose it, and when people got other people's heads in a in a place where they they're they're going to make them money constantly, whatever they could do to serve the masses and cover the bullshit, that's what they're doing, and then it's so sad. I, I just pray that one day people see the light. You know, money can't buy two things: love or happiness. So please don't ever think them two things could be purchased by money because they cannot. So on that, I'm just going to leave it at that. Love and happiness. You can't buy those two. Love and happiness. All right, my last word is I'm still on that Tulsa, Oklahoma situation. I really hope that they can finally prove the case that the generational wealth was completely destroyed mm-hmm. by the 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 white hateful mob that destroyed Greenwood and that the city of Tulsa will have to pay up for what those white folks did in 1921 and that there will finally be some kind of equity and balance and justice for the people of Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And that's my last word. They built highways and shit over top of all that. To oh, they did that. a whole lot of crap. Like I said, they trying to hide from the truth. But these survivors were there. They know what happened. Yeah. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Wow, we talked about a lot tonight. <laughs> um, I came up with this acronym, and it's been bothering me all week. And there's been a lot going on in these communities, a lot of shooting and killing and girlfriend, boyfriend. It, it's crazy. And the acronym I came up with is L-I-D, lock it down. We need to start locking our neighborhoods down because... The police can't do it by themselves. The mayor can't do it by himself. They just need some help. So we got to get out there and start protesting and say, look, you know, we need to help some way. You know, keep a watch on, you know, your, your kids, the neighbor's kids, and so on and so on. Now people don't want to get involved, but, you know, we have to. We got to do something. So my thing is lock it down. That's my answer. All right. That's, that's my last Lock it down. All right. She said L-I-D. Lock it down. All right. Well, that does it for us tonight for the Pajama Party Show. We'll do it again next Friday night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, You know, you can check us out uh, wherever you get your podcast. We're all over the place. Yeah. We're on Google, uh, iTunes, Apple, Spotify. iHeart. iHeart. Who'd I miss? Just type in. Uh, yeah, I can't remember all that. com. You listen to the episode. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast from, look for us. Look for it. Pajama Party or a Pajama Party, either one, you'll find it. Pull up on your phone anywhere you want to. Check us out. I'm going to do pull up some past episodes and hear us talk smack because some days I just go in hard. Yeah, we're here to and inform and entertain and, you mm-hmm. know, give you what you need. You won't mm-hmm. find it anywhere else but here on the Pajama Party Show. Yeah. All right. We're going to say good night and bounce on out of here, and uh, we'll be back next week. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night. And, and much sympathy to that young lady that passed away, the actor. Was it Hatcher? Oh, Ann Hatch. Ann Hatch, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I saw that video, and it's 
I don't know what was going on, but that was that was not good. God bless her soul. God bless the moment that she hit that impact. And her children. The condition. Yeah, it was just, it was just, that was so horrendous. That was amazing. God bless her. God bless her family, you know. All right. Wow. All right. Say good night, Kel. Good night, everybody. All right. And good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Peace. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabi ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some of us today. Growing up today. Growing up today. Put some of us today. Party cool. Keep it real for you.